And welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today is a guest who we refer, we talk about you a lot, like about how you've been one of the greatest guests ever. Oh my mm-hmm. God. We, we, when we were like, we need to have her back. It's Megan Tonjes. You, like that was, first of all, you're a Scorpio. I am. And you were the first Scorpio that I was like, wow, I, I like her. I don't hate her. <laughs> and I hate almost all Scorpios. And, and you opened fair. my eyes because now okay. there's a couple. There's a couple that I like. You know, I, there's I, more I don't, but there's a couple <laughs> I like. To be fair, you'll never see more than one Scorpio in a group of friends. It's like we can't yeah. we can't trust each other. Well, I'm not friends with any Leos. Okay, fair. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no, you're too much. It's a lot. It's a lot. But uh, you mean, I'm a triple water, too. I got, I got a Pisces moon. I got a Cancer rising. It's all tears, baby. Oh, my gosh. Wow. All feelings. That's so. so many feelings. My Aquarius rising is, is afraid of that. Oh, my God. And I love an Aquarius. So, She's, Oh, thank you. She's an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've, tr- I've tried to love many an Aquarii. <laughs> and uh, they're fascinating. Little, little, uh, little mysteries mm-hmm. to themselves, too. Mm-hmm. So... That's fun. You are a mystery. That's you are like a mystery. It. That's how I like That's it. That's true. It's a good time. Um, well, if you guys are new here, this is an advice podcast. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. Uh, and if you're an international listener, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Oh my God. So professional. Hey, Megan, Melissa, and potential guest. Um, so I've had a day full of fun anxiety, so I thought that I would reach out. Um, my friends aren't giving the best advice, and by friends, I mean the only, I only reached out to one friend. But so you're my second holla. Um, so I've been seeing this guy for about a year, and um, things are going great. He's a great guy. Um, we have so much fun together. He's a Sag. <laughs> um so today he hit me with the news during a lunch date that um, he's like, my ex reached out to me. I'm like, okay, where is this going? Um, and I guess she's in like dental school and she's uh, in need of some people coming in for like uh, cleaning. So she can, you know, she needs so many cleanings before she can pass whatever the heck she needs to pass or whatever. And um, he asked me if I was okay with that. If he went in there, like his ex-girlfriend cleaning his teeth. Now, they were together throughout high school, maybe a year or two after, some on and off. And, you know, every time we talk about her, like, he never has the best things to say about her. So I just find it funny that he wants to do this favor for her. And, of course, he backs it up by saying, you know, I was really close with his family and like, I'm sure, you know, her mom, you know, had her reach out because I guess long story short, her mom helped him get into like the career field that he's in now, which is really great and all, but I just don't feel like he needs to be doing these favors for her. So I, he asked, I asked him like if it was the other way around, if he'd be fine. And he said, yeah. And then he also brought up the fact that like when we began dating, I would see my ex-boyfriend's like once or twice for a coffee date and we got out of a four year relationship. So he had brought that up like kinda like he's I don't know. It's just it seems weird and he already has a lot of like girl friends anyway and I'm just trying to be understanding so I'm not like this psycho bitch, but I just feel like I have the right to be upset. 
and I just don't want him to go, but I also, I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know what you think. I just feel like I've been very patient throughout this whole relationship. And I mean, he's really patient and understanding too, but it's like, where do we draw the line and why do we feel like we need to help our exes out when, you know, they're not there to help us. They don't benefit us. Like him going to this doesn't benefit him. So why do we still need to do favors for exes? So just curious what your thoughts were because now I'm getting ready to pop off. <laughs> um, but thank you so much. Love the podcast. You're amazing. Um, well, um, you know, it's like he said, I'm going to go get a free cleaning and she heard you're going to fuck your ex. Like that's, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what came to mind. Um, Oh God. I mean, you've been, you've been with someone for a year, she yeah. said, right? And so everything that I'm hearing, I'm just listening to like how you're saying what you're saying. All I'm hearing, I'm hearing the anxiety. I'm yeah. hearing like insecurity about what's going to happen. Why would he need to talk to someone from his past unless there's specifically something in it for him? And what is it that's in it for him? And free teeth cleaning. And I think that you're going to suffer so much in life if you let your anxiety and your, not even just anxiety, your insecurity kind of run the show. Um, this is someone who's given you no reason not to trust him. This is someone that you love, that you're with for a reason. And I just kind of feel like he's communic. He came to you. He could have just gone and got a free cleaning and not yeah. said anything to you. And it wouldn't have been cheating, mm -hmm. you know? So I think the fact that he came to you to ask how you feel about it is a good sign. And you are allowed to feel the way you feel, but instead of stopping there and just saying, well, I feel uncomfortable and so this shouldn't happen, I think it would be better for you to examine where that's coming from, what happened in past relationships, what you're afraid is going to mm -hmm. happen in this one, and realize that you can't you can't bring all of that baggage and expect someone to just deal with it. This is a new relationship. And just because someone doesn't have great things to say or is staying friends friendly, super friendly with an ex, doesn't mean that there's not still a connection of knowing there. Like their families were close. They knew each other as teenagers. I don't I don't, wouldn't give it all this energy of, okay, well, this is, yeah. you know, he obviously, he wants to, he's just no. doing something that's wrong. It's not worth being, I think there's something else that you're upset about. Mm -hmm. And this is just, you know, there's no reason not to trust him. Yeah. I would say, I think, I doubt he really wants to do this. I think he probably feels awkward and obligated. And I think he probably talked to his mom about it. She was yeah. like, you've got to do it. And he's like, I don't want to. Also, if he doesn't have great things to say about her, you know what you don't want to do with your ex? Hang mm -hmm. out. Do you know what you really don't want to do? Have them like this close to their hands <laughs> in your mouth. Like that is so uncomfortable and not fun for him. Like maybe he wanted to like not even open the message and accidentally did. It was like, fuck, I have yeah. to say yes. Like Fair. I don't think that it's necessarily like... And then what I'll say is I think because what you say, I think you're totally spot on. And then I would bring into this the fact that you asked, first of all, you can never ask someone like, well, how would you feel if this happened? Because Listen. they're always if they're not if they're not seeing why you're upset, they're gonna be like, oh, I'd be fine. And I've done that before. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't like that. Yeah. Don't ask a question if you don't you want don't, the answer. Exactly. And then here's the other part that you like threw in very casually that he brought up that it was pretty similar to the fact also, I would dare, dare I say not even really that similar. And I would say yours is definitely more intense that you went on multiple coffee dates with your with ex, ex. And then you were like, but we were together for four years. I'm sorry. You had said that he had been with his girlfriend all through high, high school, school, a couple years after, and then like pittered out. So that's at least six years. Yeah. And so that like, I don't know why you're treating it differently. And so 
I don't want to be a total, I don't want to be an ass, but kind of like what you're saying, it's like, why are you street? Like, why are you, what are you bringing in from the past? Mm-hmm. Was when you were meeting with your ex, was it not that innocent? Were you trying to figure out if you still had feelings? Is it sounds, that- yeah, it sounds like there wasn't closure in your relationship. And so you had to extend the conversations yeah. beyond it. And so you're nervous that there wasn't closure in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to extend it and possibly open up this old love. Yeah. But I think- Listen, you can't control anyone. If someone meets up with an ex and all of a sudden they feel things and they break up with you, that's how it's going to play out. But you can't hold on to someone so tight that they can't even interact with people that were in their life before for a significant portion of it. So for you to go on a coffee date, listen, there's an intimacy to having someone's hands in your mouth to do a cleaning. But there's There's a word date in coffee date. But there's a word. There's date (laughs) in coffee date. And I just feel like ideally you would be able to be on good terms with an ex. And if you, and if it's possible for people to be friends with their ex and not want to leave the relationship and not be lying to you. Yeah. So I just, I don't, you know, listen, you're going to do what you're going to do. But I think if you come into this, how you come into this and how you deal with it is how you're, it's the foundation for the rest of this relationship and how you're going to deal with anyone coming from the past. And if you're not secure in what you have, then mm, you might want to look further into that. Yeah, because I think that I think you need to evaluate, like you said, I think it probably was something about closure with you and who you were meeting up with, because you're not seeing this as being the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that you are reading into this in a very different way. And like you said, like he can't if he's going to if he's going to leave and he's going to fall back in love with this girl, it's. Listen, nothing you do or say can change any of that. No, 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 no. And you're not going to do yourself any service by trying to keep someone in a box so that they can't interact with anyone that they may or may not feel things for. Yeah, and then also not have that apply to you. Like that's like then it feels like, well, why am I in a relationship if you get to go do all of that stuff, but I'm not allowed to? Yeah. And you asked, and this person asked one friend and said, okay, well now I got to ask a podcast, (laughs) and it makes perfect sense to me why wherever you live, this girl might not have more than a few friends and needs to get these. to continue their program. So obviously you're going to reach out. Listen, oh, I'm a musician. When I play a show, you think I'm inviting people that I, I, I'm all into? No, I need people to buy tickets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how many Facebook invites I get from people I went to camp with to come to their comedy yeah. show? I'm like, I haven't seen you since we were 12. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're a best friend that oh. was invited to the yes. show. Okay. Yes. There are men that I've slept with that I made show up night of and pay for a ticket. Okay. Yes. So I'm not playing. I love that energy. But yeah, I just think that this is about something bigger and this isn't, you're building this up in your head to mean more than it does. And your partner is saying to you, this is what it is. And you're not believing them. And that is indicative of a huge problem and something that you're going to suffer through if you don't start dealing with your own self. Now, all you can do is control yourself. Yeah. That's it. I also doubt this ex even really, do you know what I mean? Like, like you said, I think it's probably slim pickings. I'm sure he was the last on the list. She's like, I shit, I need one yeah. more. And he's the only other person I know. I don't want it. Like both of be like, Oh, yeah, no, okay. no one wants to ask an ex to do this. No, like, I don't think either you're, I think you're kind of ma- like romantic, like you're romanticizing the idea that like, Oh, it's lustful. It's going to be sexy. Maybe yeah. you watch the episode of friends when Rachel yeah. and Barry fucked in the dentist chair. Yeah. But like, wow. Bringing it, bring it back there. I'm really mourning <laughs> the fact that it's no longer on Netflix, but uh, I'm fine. okay with it. <laughs> Let your boyfriend go get a free teeth cleaning yeah. in Trump's America. Okay, uh-huh. wherever we can get free cleaning, medical care, anything, we go for it, regardless yeah, watch, of what's next. Watch it like a month from now. Your ex is like, hey, um, I work at Sephora. Do you want some? Or I work at Fenty Beauty. Do yeah. you want some highlighter? And Listen. you're like, um. If this, what are they getting out of it? If this girl needs other people to sign up for her college course, why don't you offer yourself <gasps> to go in and you can have the appointment right after him? That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, does she need someone else? I can come too. 
Yeah. Just don't bite her. I'm down to get free med- uh, dental care. <laughs> Me too. I don't have dental insurance anymore. Yeah. If anything, if you called in hoping for advice and really you just helped her find more people <laughs> yeah. for her degree. Yeah. Like if that. you're local, we'll come. Because I know. really could use a teeth cleaning. <laughs> I really could. <laughs> let us know. Uh, well, best of luck. Uh, give yeah. us an update. Let us know what happens. And yes. I would love to know what your astrological sign is. Yes, please. Yeah, because that would be more helpful than knowing he's a Sagittarius. Yeah, you sound like a water sign. A yeah. cancer? Pisces? Maybe. Oh baby i could see a pisces i could see a pisces Feels pisces Feels kind of pisces <laughs> this is an astrology podcast now <laughs> i um, like to just been <laughs> yeah and then we get like every few comments it's like someone from like the midwest being like, this is so la and i'm like this is not la at all we talk about never leaving our house not going to clubs the only thing we talk about is astrology listen crystals the only la this. thing it, and listen when i was in the midwest i grew up with astrology books in my house and my mom was catholic so Ooh. this is also a midwest thing <laughs> so no longer can say anything delete your comments if you ever comment block your so I don't have to do it. <laughs> oh, good, good, good one. Should we go on to the next? <laughs> yes. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I'm 24. I've been in my relationship now for about a year, a little bit over a year. Um, and lately, I've just been feeling a lot of insecurity. Um, and I mean, I've been feeling this way for a while now, on and off. And like, I've been really open with him about where I've been at. And he's been very res- like here he's been hearing me really well and like trying to make me feel comfortable um over the past summer uh we have been together and a few things popped up that really sparked um some trust issues i've dated three people before him pretty seriously um and all of them ended with something to do with cheating or um like emotional cheating even and just like a lot of it was comparing myself to other women. Um, and so I feel like that's something I'm still working on getting over. And in this relationship, he has always been very um, understanding of that and very um, like loving. But I guess one thing that's been bothering me lately, and I don't know if this is like a meat problem that I need to figure out on my own or if it's something that I need to talk to him about, um, just because I feel like the more I talk about it, the more of a problem it becomes. And I also don't want to be controlling in any way like I want it to be a happy healthy relationship where I'm not like totally swarming him with my emotions but he's been liking girls selfies and like bikini pics on Instagram more and like before we dated he would like gas them up being like oh you look so good yada yada and now he doesn't but he still like likes these like hot girls bikini pictures and maybe that's just me being insecure but part of me is like why isn't he you know, promoting me. He doesn't really post pictures of us on social media. I mean, he doesn't post much, but like, I guess I just want to feel like he wants to show me off. And instead of doing that, he likes other girls' bikini pics sometimes. And like, I just feel like that's kind of disrespectful. Um, But again, that might just be, be me projecting and he might be fine. And I guess I'm just curious about your thoughts on that like everybody has different dynamics in their relationship but like what's crossing a line and like is that a boundary i should set or is that something i just need to get over on my own terms oi 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 it's so hard to like drag them when they tell you how much they love you no i know i'm not gonna drag I mean, it's not them, that hard no, i'm not gonna no it's really not that hard for me <laughs> at fucking all um one person told me that like it's okay feel free to roast me and i'm like so everyone has said that i just like they cut it out just like no yeah i like i'm not even gonna drag you i think um i think that the uh, really important thing that i would like to know uh it, it is and i think it's a really important distinction are 
does he know these people? Like, are these mm-hmm. his like high school friends or his home friends or like your group of friends mm-hmm. or Just random people? Is it random people? Because I think like I, I mean, it was a very early conversation I had with my boyfriend that I like laid it out there to begin with. I was like, hi, I'm a highly insecure person. Mm-hmm. And I personally, like, I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. I'm also like, <laughs> I'm also not attracted. Like any guy that I like was ever even into. If I saw that they were liking a bunch of like, hot girl pictures on Instagram. I was like, it's only, I was just like, eh. like that was just, it wouldn't make me super attracted to that. And mm-hmm. that's just like, and I have no, I have no issue with it. I'm all for gassing like women up. I'm all for that. I follow lots of hot girl bikini stuff, so but I. I can know my own feelings of being like, this makes me feel inadequate. And there are some people that I also don't follow or I mute. And even if it's people I know in real life who mm-hmm. make me feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. And so if there is someone out there, whether it's a person that I know, or if it's someone I don't know, who I look at their stuff and it makes me feel bad, it would make me feel bad what seeing my partner like that like because it. I'm comparing myself to that person. Mm-hmm. But that's not on that person. And yes. that's like a, here's a thing that I have and I'm just going to let you know ahead of time with all of that. But the difference would be if he knows them because that's what I'd say. Like, I, my like best guy friends and I like, I, if like they, if one of my best guy friends will pose to thirst trap, I'm like, my God, you look so fucking hot. Get it. <laughs> or like, and like, if I'm in a bikini pick, like my straight and gay friends, it, like would yeah. literally be like, damn girl that like one of my best guy friends is straight. And literally every time I see him, he's like, you didn't squats. Nice tighter. Like, and it's <laughs> not sexual. Dude, it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's gassing up in the same way that like girlfriends gas each other yeah. up and are like, oh my God, like get it. Like you look bomb. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a distinction there like if it is one of his good friends but i do think uh if it's just like a a like every once in a while yeah i mean look the first question is why are you sitting there scrolling through his social media to see what he's doing on your feed i think that's a kind of that's a waste of your time and your energy and you already know that you're it's gonna make you feel a certain way but i don't think it's something it's something that you have to deal with on your own because it's about you and Mm -hmm. your relation to what's happening but It also can, when you've started to, obviously you're opening this up and figuring it out, it can be the beginning of a conversation with him to let him know, hey, this is on me and this is my issue, but I just want to talk to you as my partner, as someone that is my support system, I'm feeling this way. And again, you never know what he's going to say. Maybe he's not aware of it. Maybe he's, you know, or... um, Maybe he's not aware of it. Maybe he, he'll be more mindful of it now that he knows. It's kind of a hard area because, you know, with digital media, it's like a whole new landscape of things that people can get insecure about or upset mm-hmm. about or can trigger certain things in your relationship in a way that like our parents didn't have to deal with. Yeah. Like this is just a whole new world. And so I think there has there has to be more discussions about you know, what is kind of non-negotiables for you? What is What are things that you're just not comfortable with happening? But also... Where obviously we can see from you've had three serious relationships where everyone's cheated. Yeah, this is true. I'm sure this is just triggering. You're you're trying to step ahead of something that you think is going to be painful by Mm -hmm. catching it early. And I think that that is so hard to do. And my question also is, if this is the only thing that's happening, that's kind of indicating that maybe something's going on. It's not like you're finding DMs or texts or mm-hmm. he's disappearing and coming back, you know, very stereotypically like <laughs> lipstick on his collar. Glitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that it's, it's worth not bringing all that baggage from old relationships into this one. Those can definitely kind of, you know, give you insight into how things happen. 
But I also would start looking at like the partners that you're choosing too. And maybe is there a common thread that you're Mm -hmm. seeing with him beyond just photos that he's liking? And instead of focusing on that, you're kind of like, well, let me, let me deal with this symptom right here. Um, But ultimately, I mean, yeah, it's, I think in a relationship, you have to understand that every person is their own person and they are going to do things that have nothing to do with you that aren't personal attacks that really could, I mean, listen, for some people, seeing people in bikinis is the same as me seeing Shih Tzu puppies. I like a lot of them. It's all in my explore page. It's all that shows up and I can't help it. And I don't want to. And, um, you know, that could be part of it too. But I, the question is, is he only liking girls in bikinis or is he liking a bunch of things and the only things you're seeing are the girls yeah. in bikinis because your mind is just focusing on it. Yeah. And then I think there's also, I, I think you need to treat, and I'm not, I'm not saying you're doing it a certain way, but if you've come in with all of this baggage, I think there's such a negative connotation with baggage that there can be a fear. Well, so much of it is like this fear. Like I have so much baggage. I don't want to scare him off. Yeah. Or I don't yeah. want to do any of that stuff. And I don't this freak is, him out. Yeah. And this is the thing. Like if you've been through all of this stuff and it's, let's say it's pretty recent and who knows, maybe your picker's off, maybe it's not, but you've been through this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't assume this is the thing with triggers are <laughs> you can only deal with your triggers once they're not actively happening you can't be triggered and then pro and then be like oh no i'm gonna figure it out Mm -hmm. it's like i need to let everyone know my triggers and now i'm not being bombarded with them and Mm -hmm. like sending me back to this other place i can work on myself and i can make my own limits and i can start to test my triggers on my own accord Mm -hmm. but that's the thing it's like if he you need to give him like you're not damaged goods because you've been like you've been through all of this kind of stuff you need to like and it sucks because it has nothing to do with you you have to be like really open up with him and not even like these like tiny little like crumbs. It needs to be this conversation of these are the last three relationships that I had. These are the things. And also I'm figuring out my triggers. And I Mm -hmm. think one of the triggers I figured out is when I see you like these pictures, my, and I always say this, which my therapist says, which if it's hysterical, it's historical. And Mm -hmm. so if he's liking these pictures, even as you're saying it, you're like, am even as I say, it's like not like it's not it's just liking pictures. He's not like having sex with other people. But when that emotion gets to a different yeah. place, it's because it's been there before. And you have to unpack that and be like, so I'm now realizing when you like those pictures, I get so upset and I'm realizing I'm taking it back to my ex who I mm-hmm. think like and that made me I felt so insecure and they cheated on me. And that was how this happened. And now I'm realizing that is giving me those same feelings. And I know that's not what you're trying to do or you're consciously doing it all. But it would be really beneficial for me if you could not do that, because this is the other mm-hmm. part of it. Like, it's not it's not hard. And this is like when I have a conversation with my boyfriend, I was like, here's the thing. You can watch porn. You can look at those girls. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I would just love if you didn't follow them and if you didn't like like them. If you have a fin, if you want to search them and see it, like, I'm fine with mm-hmm. that. It's just for me in the mm-hmm. sense that like. It's like, I know there are pictures and like people who are triggering out there for me, but the harder it is for me to access it, if it's not right at my fingertips, then I have to go through my internal process of being like, am I going to search this? Do I want to feel triggered right now? As opposed Mm -hmm. to suddenly coming across it and not being prepared for it. And I think that's the other part of it because it's, if it is an insecurity thing of you don't want him, because I also think like, this is like a, (laughs) this is kind of the start of it, but then you need to work on your insecurities. And I'm always a big fan of, I recommend therapies so, so, so Mm -hmm. much, but you can't at a certain point, 
as someone who's been in therapy for the last like two two years how long have i been in therapy now i think a little bit longer than two. <gasps> oh my god it's amazing <laughs> <Anniversary>. <laughs> <laughs> Till zero tomorrow um but i learned that I was so stubborn about, well, this is me. It's all about me. I know mm-hmm. me better than anyone else. I yeah. can do this. And my therapist was like, hey, it's a break it to you, sweetie. Uh, you've been <laughs> living in this body for like, at, the, at that point, like 24 years. If you could have done it, you already would have done it. Yeah. Like you wouldn't feel super insecure if you could fix it. Like mm-hmm. this is, you're not choosing to feel this way. You're not, and with anything like anxiety, yeah. depression, it was like, you're managing it. Yeah. It's like, and here, and if there was a solution and it was inside of you, it wouldn't take it. 22 years to get there like 24 years yeah. you, you would have gotten there already you need some help it's also you you should just really have a lot of compassion for yourself too because you said you're 24 you've been in this relationship for a year and you've had three other serious relationships which means you have been monogamous and dating people oh, since wow. you were a teenager yeah. and you probably haven't even had the time to process any of the endings of those relationships because you've gone into the next thing and carried that over and so I don't think the solution for everyone is like, oh, I haven't had time to process this. I need to break up and just be on my own. And the reality is that a lot of us are going to process things in relationships. And Mm -hmm. if we're lucky enough to have partners that are willing to kind of go on that journey with us and grow in their own ways, um, that's really incredible. So I think that, you know, obviously it's not working for you to kind of keep it all to yourself and not say anything because you're writing into a podcast hoping Mm -hmm. that like strangers will direct you and your partner is sitting right there probably just going through scrolling and liking things and not even realizing how it's affecting you. So I think it definitely is a conversation, but it all comes in. It's all about the energy you bring into it. So if you come in and you're angry and you're upset, you're not going to get a great reaction and someone's just going to say, well, that's your issue and whatever. Yeah. And, depending on who they are or start a fake account and just follow people, which Mm -hmm. maybe that is helpful for you that you don't see it. But I think once you start putting people in a corner in like dark corners where they have to do things to avoid upsetting you, someone's going to start feeling they're walking on eggshells, whereas there should just be a conversation and understanding and, um, more intention behind how you are taking in the social media and how you're kind of looking at everything that he's doing and also an intention on how he's going about his social media, understanding that you're, you're attached to it. Um, but it doesn't, it's not, it's not bad. I don't, you know, I don't get any bad vibes from this question of like, Oh, he's cheating on you. I just think that there's a lot of processing that has to happen on your own and with him collectively. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I think it's, it's that, if you're going to ask him to do something to help you not feel insecure, you also have to work on yourself to not mm-hmm. to feel more confident and feel more secure in yourself, which is hard. It's like definitely very hard. And it wasn't until I was in a serious relationship that I was able to see. I was like, oh, wow, it is really hard for a partner to date someone who's super insecure. I was like, this mm-hmm. is really hard for you. And I was like, I hate that. Like, this is always like that. This was my shit. This was the stuff that I always dealt with. And now this is affecting you. And it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it sucks to see that because at a certain point, no one else can figure that out and know how to do that. And mm-hmm. if you also really care about him or if you care about any relationship that you're in and you're dealing with your own stuff, it does affect your partner. And at a certain point, you should always like do something for yourself. But even if like if you're so super depressed and it's like you're like, I don't care about it for me, like whatever, lost cause, all of that stuff. And you see it affects other people probably won't be the reason that you stay getting help, but it can be like the inspiration. Like, you know what? I need to focus on this. I've dealt with this for so long and I've been fine with this, but it's not fine for the people I love. Like they hate to see me hurting like this. And I yeah. think it'd be a good, a good chance for you. Yeah. I just think there's a way to, to own how you're feeling in your, your own process. Um, while also letting other people in, you yeah. know, I, I it's a, the thing that you learn as you get older too, is I don't have to, um, 
I don't have to be so connected to everything in a way that I can't separate myself. Like I can tell friends and people that I love what I'm going through and not expect them to save me from it and not expect them to change everything to accommodate me. It's just, I'm letting you into, I'm letting you into the process. I'm letting you know what's going on in my mind so that I can keep accountable to myself so that you're more aware of how I'm feeling. And this, this can bring us closer. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to necessarily tear us apart. Yeah. And, um, I would, again, for a lot of these questions, it's just kind of like trust the relationship you're in. And if you're not trusting the relationship you're in, you need to start figuring out, is it because you don't trust yourself because you don't trust other people or because that relationship itself has given you other red flags Mm -hmm. and you're kind of ignoring that and focusing on the one that feels the most sensational kind of in this Mm -hmm. era. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Uh, well, best of luck. Give us an update. Um, and if you're in our Facebook group and there's like other, cause you had mentioned that there were other like stuff that had happened and you want to get more. Yeah. Hit us up in the Facebook I love group. It. Like our photos on Instagram and leave us. Please do. Inappropriate comments. I know. I'm always like, should I start <laughs> posting thotty bikini pics? Yes, absolutely. Hashtag booty revolution. Let's do it. Okay. So I started dating this guy like three-ish months ago. And, uh, we started dating mid-October. Uh, so whatever. We've been hooking up and like, it's been fine. It's been good. In the beginning, like I didn't, I didn't really come and then I like kind of didn't say anything and she didn't ask and then I like brought it up and I was like oh um you know I, I didn't come and like what, I know I didn't bring it up but you also didn't ask and like I told him how I felt about that he was like he was like very like much like apologetic was, was like no like I want I want to make sure you're having like a good time too and whatever yada yada he was like been trying so hard to like been really like been putting in effort, like, taking feedback, like, he's really been trying, and, like, I appreciate it, and, like, I, like, see his effort, and I'm, like, I just, like, don't know what to do to make this better for me, because I did, I came once, but then other times, it's, like, like, I just, like, I just came back with this place, and, like, I could not, like, get in the mood. Like, no matter what, like, I just, I couldn't get in the mood, like, and, like, I feel like that happens to me so often, and it's, like, not, like, I'm not attracted to him, or he's not, like, doing the right things or anything, because, like, I still enjoy my time with him, and, like, we have fun, and, like, he still, like, is attractive to me, it's just, like, I feel like my sex drive just fucking goes away sometimes, but it, like, makes no sense, like, I've, like, I have to have him, like, horny the whole fucking week before I see him. And then it's like, oh, we're here. Like, he's going down on me. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't feel anything. But, like, it's not bad. It's good. But it's like, I don't, like, I'm not there. Yeah, I just, like, this is, like, super TMI, but I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, like, fix this, make myself more into it. Like, not make him feel like he's the whole problem. Because I don't think it's just him either. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess the question is when you're, if, when, if you're masturbating, when you're yeah. masturbating, are you getting off with yourself? Because then there's not anything functionally that's wrong with the system of it. It's just, there's something that's lost in the connection either with him or leading up to, you know, feeling the anxiety or you're unable to kind of communicate what you do for yourself in a way that he can replicate. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, I think first diving into the fact of, 
do you really like this person? And is there's definitely a difference between being attracted to someone and being willing to have sex with them and feeling like that deep connection. And you might be someone that needs a, a deeper connection mm-hmm. to get off. I have not had great experiences with coming during sex. Um, I, it, it's, it, yeah, it's not, we are the statistic great. majority. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and I can get myself off, but yeah. I've, I've mostly had hookup experiences. And so that's not really great to foster that like communication or that constant, like, it sounds like this person you've been hooking up with for a while and he wants to learn and he wants to figure out what pleases you. And so if you want to go down that road, I have suggestions for things you could do that might be pleasing to you. Whereas, first of all, I would bring in sex toys. Mm-hmm. Um, I would maybe mutually masturbate with each other um, or masturbate in front of him and show him what you're doing and then let him kind of do other things while you're doing that. Not everything is going to come down. To, obviously, penetration doesn't work for everyone. And sometimes someone going down on you doesn't feel like what you're used to. And so I think we have this very narrow version of like what we imagine sex and pleasure is mm-hmm. going to be. And then we get confused because you know, the goal isn't always an orgasm. We're having fun. It feels good, but it's not quite what we envision. It's not quite what we we want. And so we're kind of just accepting, well, this is good enough. And I think that this is a moment for you to explore. This isn't something to fix. This isn't a problem. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity for you to learn how to communicate what you want and then also figure out how to involve another person if you want to involve another person at all. And so, you know, again, this is someone that you're hooking up with. I I would say keep dating. Yeah. Like date other people and see if maybe you feel that constant yeah, connection been throughout. Three months. It's been three months. Which I was like, that's so quick. And then you were like, and I haven't come. And I was like, that's so long. <laughs> it changes <laughs> immediately. Yeah, right? I was like, my God, it's been forever. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, listen, have a night where you're like, it's all about me tonight. Like, I want to be the one that's the focus. Mm-hmm. But if he's doing something and you're not feeling it, it might just be that you're he's not hitting the right spot in the right way, or, you know, you're just used to maybe sex toys or a different kind of pressure, different kind of vibration. And that's what you need. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of people that use sex toys. We were just talking earlier. I was talking about one called Eva, which, um, the little legs of it go under your labia and it sits on your clitoris and it can stay in during everything. So you could have that on and he could be doing other things to you or kissing you or talk. Maybe you need someone to talk dirty to you while you're touching yourself. There's so many different ways. And I think that I would use this not as a, because you're bringing all this anxiety and like you sound sad as you're talking about yeah. it. And I totally understand that. But I think that if you are attracted to him and you want to do this, use it to explore. And if you are just like, well, I'm attracted to him, but nothing's happening. Also pay attention to that. And maybe he's just not the person yeah. to do this with. I think there's something to be said there because I think when you're, first of all, I would say if anyone is listening, if you have like your sex drive has completely gone away or you're like worried about it in general, mm-hmm. totally talk to a gynecologist. Like for sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Great option. I think for you, that wouldn't necessarily be mine because you're saying one week I'm so horny, the next week I'm not. I would also track it with your period cycle and yeah, see if there's, control, if there's something there. And also even just track your moods. You're like, oh, am I really horny when I've been in like a great mood? And like, oh, are these weeks like the week before my period mm-hmm. that I'm PMSing? Am I really not so much in that? Or what are these things? What are the constants that are happening as mm-hmm. this is kind of tracking? Or even if it's just like cycles in general, you're like, oh, it's every other week or like it's the first week of the month that I'm really into that. And then mm-hmm. I'm not really for this other time. Or is it that you had been masturbating more and, or you've been masturbating less? Like Figure out how that timeline kind of goes. Mm -hmm. And then I would also say like, you're so attracted to him when you're talking to him and like the whole leading up and then you get there. And I think you can think someone is really attractive 
and not want to have sex with them, but also really like them as a person. And it gets mm-hmm. confusing because maybe it's, it's like, a makeout friend, not a fucking friend. Yeah, you know? like there's something where it's like you can think someone's like so attractive and you're and then we've got great chemistry. Like we, we talk so much and I really love mm-hmm. their personality and all that stuff. But it's still like you said, like it could just also just not be it. And yeah. it sounds like I'm going to assume it sounds like you've either masturbated or or come with partners because you brought it up to him with, hey, I've never I haven't come. But you didn't say I've never come before. Yeah, so that's it a sounds question. like, you know, you're you you know that three months like that this month into it you're like i was and you said you came once and it wasn't like my first workout i, I think you are yeah coming. it's just not it's with just, this person right now yeah and i think there's something to be said about uh like build up and i don't know if he's like if he's awkward like if it's one of those things that like you get mm. there and he like is one of those guys i can't where it's like one of those guys where you're like texting or whatever like oh my god i'm gonna like do such nasty <laughs> stuff to you and you get there and you're like what are you gonna do he's like stuff (laughs) (laughs) everyone in the room cackling because we've all literally where it's like they talk such a big game and Mm -hmm. then you get there and it's like hey do you do you want some like water and you're like i thought you were gonna fucking like fuck the shit out of me you said you were gonna break my pussy dude (laughs) yeah like what are you doing here offering to to make me a grilled cheese (laughs) being like would you want to watch a movie and it's like what so i don't know if there's like this like difference of he's maybe a little shy so when you're talking to him and you're texting like he has that more confidence and you're really attracted to that and then you get there in person and it's kind of just it's falling a little flat yeah so i would say I think a great way to, if you know how, uh, like orgasms work for you and like, cause here's the thing. I don't know. I can like tell someone how to go down on me, but like only after they've gone down on me once, because like, I don't have like a video of every other guy that's gone down on me and be like, this is what he did. I'm like, I don't know. I'm up here. Yeah. You're down there. I don't like, but if you do it, I could be like, okay, well now that you're there, I can, I can give you directions now, but like, I can't just like tell you, but if it's like masturbating or whatever, or if you, if there are specific things that you know that you like, or if there are like any big like kinks and turn-ons that you have yeah. I would also incorporate like sexting like mm. and something like that to really build that anticipation and then when you start hanging out with him I think there also needs to be this I took Shan Boudram's uh her it's her what is the quiz the were uh, uh for the game of desire mm-hmm. and it's the one that's what your the your turn on the turn on quiz okay. or something like yeah, yeah. that and it was, I took it for me and then I took it in my mind for, I mean, I took it again, like, like pretending to be. Megan's like, I took it for me my and then boyfriend. in my mind, I took it for everyone I know. <laughs> no, but I took it for him. And I, oh, that's very me. I'm very much <laughs> like, what's my horoscope today? What's everybody else's horoscope today? I need to today? know what everyone's doing yeah, today. Yeah, I need to know everything at all times. And so I totally could guess what Mott's was immediately. And then mine, I was like, oh, I think I know what mine was. And mine was, uh, uh, it was like, it's just like compliments or like it's vocal mm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. the biggest turn on for me is like, you look so fucking hot right now. And I'm like, cool, dripping, let's go. Like, yeah, yeah. But, it, but there are so many different ways of that. And yes. a lot of the time, and Shan talks about it, a lot of the time, a huge majority of men statistically are visual. So mm-hmm. if they see, and like, that's what Monsters is. And, so, and I was like, well, cool. I wear, I wear Diane Keaton sweaters every day. So let me <laughs> remind myself, throwing a, throwing a bra every once every month to be like, sup. But so there's that visual thing. And that's an unspoken thing. And yes. that's immediately in the mood, visual, got it, good. And mm-hmm. it can be very different. So there are all these other different ones. It can be like, and like you were saying, like that those deep conversations, you need mm-hmm. those deeper relationships. And that's what turns you on. Yeah. And I think you need to figure that out because I think whatever's happening with whatever your turn on is, there it's not there when you're in person. And it doesn't mean it can't get there, mm-hmm. but you need to do whatever it is that will get you there. And then if it doesn't, then it's also 
not him. Yeah, and it's not like a defeat if this isn't the person no. that magically makes you come, like just because you're attracted to him. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that yeah, there's there's more to dive into, and there are questions that I would ask back about like you know have you have you gotten off with other partners? Were those hookup situations or were those full on relationships? Maybe the hookup yeah. place you just don't feel comfortable. Maybe there's trauma that mm-hmm. has happened or when you were younger or recently or something that's unresolved that this person reminds you of or the situation reminds you of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wouldn't feel don't feel defeated first of all it's a long life and there's a lot of fucking to be had Mm -hmm. so you know you're gonna have time to figure this out and it's gonna change there might be things that worked for you a few years ago that don't work now and so again it's all about exploration if this is a person you enjoy being around have him take his time figure things out try different stuff watch porn together mutually masturbate sex i mean and if none of that works um, you know, start evaluating if this is the person that you really want to do that with at all. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, he sounds like fine. Like he sounds like he's yeah. a nice dude. Like sounds like he, yeah, he felt bad when he didn't realize yeah. you were getting off. Which I, it's amazing to me how many well, men that's what I was do say. not, it's, they just assume because you're vocalizing and you're wet that you have gotten off. And it's like, no, 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 It no, wasn't no, no. until the first time like Mott's my boyfriend and I hooked up that it, he, like that I was like, Oh my God, this is a guy who ca- I've never had a guy ever before ask me like, Oh, did you, I've never faked, I've no, never same. faked it, same. but I never had someone ask me same. and I had never come with a partner until him and I started dating. And he was, it was like, and I was like, no, he's like, oh, okay, let's, let's try. And I was like, yeah, what you care. So I do wonder you asking him that, are you telling him that, was that also kind of like a turnoff to you that it's someone you even who, had to tell him? Yeah. And cause I'll be honest, like, is that kind of a dick thing? Yeah. Do I feel that a hundred percent? Like mm-hmm. if I, that automatically me hooking up with someone, if they, if I, if they didn't even like attempt to go down on me and it was just them and that, that we, he could be inside me and I'm I've completely had, unattracted to I've literally to had men that, that just immediately go inside of me. And I'm like, I, mean. I don't think you understand how this works. No, and, and then don't you hurts. just, and now, and now you're just like, trauma. I'm not attracted to yeah. you now. Now you make me feel icky yeah, and, and I'm like, like I don't like that. And they could also be that. And it's like, well, here, let me try and salvage this and say, by the way, I didn't come. But also like, mm-hmm. if you don't, if, if, if you don't want to have to say that. That's you're not eliminating. I mean, you might be eliminating a portion of the population, but it's not you're not like looking for a unicorn. Yeah. I mean, look, if you can open up your expectations for especially that first time or the first few times you sleep with some with someone. But and I think in hookup culture, it's like there's probably there's more misses and hits sometimes if you're not used to advocating for yourself or communicating exactly what you like. Um, but you know, by all accounts, this sounds like it's going on for a while. Try it out, see what happens. Yeah. But again, don't be afraid to say, you know what? I like him. I'm attracted to him, but that doesn't mean I have to fuck him just because I fucked him once. Yeah. Oh my God. A hundred percent. Because eventually you get to a point like me where I haven't had sex in a few years and I'm like, I'm not sleeping with anyone yeah. until it's vastly different from the experiences I've had, which at the time felt like enough because it was my first experience mm-hmm. feeling wanted in this body. And so that felt like pleasure. But then as it kept going on, I realized I was giving so much more pleasure and expect and expected of me um because i i like giving yeah um that that was enough and those people weren't checking in to make sure that my needs were met or what i wanted there was an emotional connection that i needed to follow through and so the next situation i'm in will look vastly different from those former situations no. and that's okay that's gross the amount of mind-blowing blowjobs i've given to guys who so never made me come many I literally think about that now. I'm like, I wish I unsuck Listen, all your dicks. Except I, I don't because like I'm still the best that you've ever, and I know it. Listen, but still like, get texts from from ex situations that are like, I just remember how it sounded, and I'm like, and you can remember how it sounded forever because yes, it's never happening. Again. Never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever again at all. Oh bless. But I also wonder if he's 
if a guy, and this is my generalization for the straight, like cisgender males that I interact with in my life, if they have made girls come before, they know if someone's faking. <laughs> like, mm. And so I do wonder if he's never, he's never made a yeah. girl come before because he had no idea. And you didn't say you faked it. You just said you didn't. You said you didn't. And I don't think you faked it. You don't sound, you sound pretty straightforward. You don't sound like yeah. someone who did. No. So I also think that this is, he's never been with someone who's told him I didn't I come. Didn't. And maybe there, and maybe he's just like a really sweet seeming person. A lot of people wanted to spare his feelings yeah. or, or didn't want to go further into explaining their own. It could be a mix of things. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, um, my friend Evian Whitney, she just talked about how she's had, you know, she wanted everyone to kind of make a pledge of like from this day moving forward, we're not going to have sex when we don't want to, regardless of what we're, what kind of partnership we're mm-hmm. in or that we're spe- expected to. We're really going to pay attention to our bodies and have sex only we want to have. And I think that's another resource, resource um, Evian, because she is a sexuality doula and she talks about like Ooh. just feeling good within your body and getting you to a place where you can even welcome that pleasure and feel that pleasure and accept it. And so I think it, it you know, it definitely comes down to communication, but ultimately it comes down to just knowing that you're okay with yourself and and that at the end of the day you feel comfortable communicating what you want and what you need and not every sexual situation has to end with anyone getting off Mm -hmm. but if you consistently find yourself in situations where you're pleasing someone and it's not the same care paid to you you know it's time to it's time to change it up maybe it's as basic as he has those glitter stars on the ceiling and you just like i can't focus it could be literally anything yeah it could be again it could be so many things so again yeah it really needs to you really need to get down to the heart of do i just think that because i'm attracted to someone and there's no good reason for me Mm -hmm. not to fuck them that i should fuck them because if that's the case or i slept with them once and so i have to continue figuring this out until it works Life is too, you know, it's Mm-mm. too too long and too short at the same time. So mm-hmm. I just think try what you try here, but don't beat yourself up because one person that you've been with, you're not getting off with. It's fine. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You'll you'll be fine. You'll have worse sex later in your life too. You de- listen, there's worse there's sex room. to come. There's be- better sex mm-hmm. to come. It's, you know, it's a grab bag. Yeah. It's time for break, guys, and we'll be right back. We talk a lot about physical health and mental health, but what about sexual health? Whether you hit the gym, take a walk, or meditate, if you want to take care of your whole self, you need to prioritize your pleasure along with your body and mind. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. These stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. There's something for everyone, whatever and whatever you're into. They add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. You can find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot, steamy stranger, or even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. Ooh, kinky, into that. The wellness sessions can also help you unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with your partner. Now, Melissa, you love Dipsy, right? I do. For me, mental health and sexual health go hand in hand. And as someone that leads a very stressful life, Dipsy is one of those things that I go to when I need to decompress. I really love the stories themselves. I think the writers do an excellent job. I think the readers, actors do a great job. And for me, I often go back to the very first story that I listened to called Video Play. I think it's hot and it is a great way for me to chill out and relax and have a little me time. 
And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash blame. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash blame. Dipsystories.com slash blame. Care-of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. Care-of's in-depth five-minute online quiz makes it easy. Simply answer some questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns, and Care-of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements to address your specific wellness goals. Their new skin and hair collection helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. You can follow Care-of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive is totally up to you. Your recommendations come in daily individual wrap packs that are perfect for getting back into a routine. And Care-of's products are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Their yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. I'm a huge fan of Care-of. I've been a fan for a while. My new package is on its way right now. And um, some of the vitamins that I have in mind, magnesium, huge fan, really helps with my stress. Uh, I also love the B complex. That's also super important to me. Antioxidants are also super important to me, but I am just a massive fan. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code don't blame 50. That's takecareof.com and code don't blame 50 for 50% off your first care of order. Don't Blame Me with Beg and Rinks is supported by BetterHelp Online Counseling. We are in extraordinary times, and if you are struggling with stress, anxiety, or depression, hello, me too, you are not alone. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and help. BetterHelp counselors specialize in many areas, including relationship conflict, anxiety, depression, loss, trauma, and more. You'll securely connect with your counselor in a safe, confidential online environment. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor in under 48 hours. It's super, super convenient. You can easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, and you can exchange unlimited text messages. If for any reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. You guys know we are so pro-therapy here at Don't Blame Me, and BetterHelp is an amazing way for you to have therapy at, at your fingertips. It's incredibly convenient, especially the times that we're in. There's no excuse, guys. We all need it. I mean, I definitely know that this whole time has made me need therapy and appreciate it even more. BetterHelp is an affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BLAME. Join the over 1 million people already using BetterHelp. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Get started today at BetterHelp.com BLAME. That's BetterHelp.com BLAME. Talk to a therapist online and get help. up bitches we're back from our break (laughs) let's get into the rest uh i'm 20 years old and i have masturbated since 14 maybe i lost my virginity at 16 and i have been sexually active since then and i have a boyfriend now and we are dating for seven months now uh sorry for getting specific but i guess it might help with the advice so i have messed around with myself uh down there but and I have gotten orgasms with my partners with combined penetration and some down there action. But when alone, I can't go all the way. I always stop myself from having an orgasm. I find pleasure with what I'm doing, but never let myself go. And I don't know why. 
I get in the zone pretty quickly, but can't go all the way. I guess I'm afraid maybe I can't really describe the feeling, honestly. I don't come from a religious background, so it's not at all a God is watching kind of thing. And also, uh, I guess this is relevant. I can't do it alone without watching porn. I can disconnect from porn, but not start without it, which I don't know if it's weird. Um, my boyfriend is amazing, but I feel that I should get the same effect with me, myself and I. Also, when he's doing it to me, I have a hard time letting go. And though I am getting better at it, I have spoken about this with him and he's very comprehensive and he's also helping me letting go. And I'm calling to get advice on the whole situation and how can I not be afraid of whatever I'm feeling and do it all the way by myself. And if this is a normal thing, um, love the podcast. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank oh you. God. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. That was great. I love how clear and concise you are. I love oh, it. You're a nurse sign. You have to be. You're in Capricorn. You make. I was going to say you? it's a Capricorn or a Virgo. It feels it's being like here. This, this is all the evidence. I, I I tried to figure it out on listen, my own. Here's my hypotheses. Would love your intake. Listen, people send me like their full charts now because no, I always guess this stuff on my podcast. You know, I turn off most people's like retweets and replies. I don't turn off yours. A because you're very funny, but also <laughs> because you. the sh like the people who follow you are also equally funny and so there's just so much astrology bullshit of people being like drag me and you're like okay bitch i yeah. will and i oh, listen i have so much I fun love it Aww, it's a good you. time thank you i'm glad this question brought us closer together <laughs> um what are your thoughts okay on this? so this is interesting first of all i want you to let go of the idea of what normal is because this this concept of like i don't know if this is how i'm doing this is the right way clearly clearly the right way i think starting off with porn is fine i think yeah. um it sounds like there you've noted it there's a control issue right like you don't want to let go and so i'm sure watching porn you're watching something else happening and so you feel like you're an observer as opposed to yeah. being like the main center of it and so you can probably let go a little bit dissociate yourself a little bit and then you're getting closer to your orgasm that way so I think that's totally a fine way to start. A lot of people start off watching porn. I occasionally watch porn if I'm just like, I don't have any good memories or good like, mm -hmm. or like, um, I don't have anything in my mind right yeah. now that's really getting me there. And I just want to just want in and out, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and so I think explore that. Like if you can, if you can get all the way and you can make yourself come watching porn the, the whole way through, that's the first step. Like now you know that you can get there and then it's peeling it back and figuring out how to do that without all of these kind of, um, extras involved. Um, it sounds to me, you know, you're you're getting to a certain point and then you're kind of letting go of of, of getting there. You're you're pulling yourself back. And I think that there are a lot of things gonna be happening. Again, I always go back to if there's any kind of trauma that's happened or if there's a situation, not even necessarily traumatic in like a sexual way, but in, in your family, in your life in general, where maybe you just, you, you're so scared of giving up that control of, of, um, of something relaxing. you don't know. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you even struggle to do that with your partner and your partner is trying to like yeah. help you. Um, and I also would recommend different toys. They have yeah. toys now that literally like move, pivot, mm -hmm. spin, uh, like do backflips, do backflips. <laughs> I mean, your all your clips, all kinds of things. And so, um, you know, I can make my, I can get myself off with just my hands, but I do oh, prefer so much effort. I do, yeah. It takes, it does. <laughs> oh God, it takes, it, it takes I, much longer. I'm I have be to be honest. Know, very, I can, but I, I don't want to. Time, I'll give up. 
Yeah, I don't I want to. Like, this is taking too long. I know. Sometimes it's I'm so like, much I'm better. I'm going to go to bed. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's so much effort. It's like reserved for like when I'm traveling and I, I didn't say, and I couldn't I and I couldn't room. bring anything with mm-hmm. me. And I'm just like I'm. I have to figure yeah. this out. But even then, I'll probably be like, it's not worth it. I'll orgasm when I get home. Yep. It's fine. Um, and so I think maybe maybe that's part of it. Of like maybe you know when you have someone else doing something to you, you're you're coming with your partner. It's because you can kind of you're not in control of everything you're letting go, and so maybe yeah. you need to mess around with some toys that will will or your partner too with toys that will let you have kind of hands off, lay back, enjoy it, relax. Mm-hmm. Um, Our favorite sex toy, the crescendo, is very hands off. Yeah, crescendo. You there don't you have go. To touch anything. See a it whole touches recommendation. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wraps around you. It does. I relate to this though. This is very much me before yeah. the first time because I have. Surprised to no one. I have massive control issues. Like oh. I, I know. Is it a shocker? Would have guessed. Oh Isn't gosh. it so wild and weird? I am like a control freak, and I like I didn't masturbate until I was like 20, 21 mm-hmm. maybe. And and no, that's not that's not. I didn't actually come masturbating until I was probably like twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty one ish. But I had tried many okay. times, and that was my thing. Is like I would get. I would get in my head and then it'd be like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And here's the part that I think you need. I think like porn is great. I don't know if you, this is, this is a very specific recommendation. And this is the first time I ever had an orgasm. I don't know if you have a bathtub, but there is something combined with, and this is like a part that I will help me if I'm having control issues and anything is noise. I need noise. That's not my mind. I need water running and I will play like fucking rap music Music. at the same time. And it's nothing that I'm not listening to the lyric. I just like, I need all of this other stimulation. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing with like, I can't do a, I can't work out at home. I can't do a quiet workout. I need to be somewhere that's not my house. I need to be like, there needs to be like dimmed lights and I need loud Mm -hmm. music. Otherwise, like I can't focus. Also, I have ADHD. So I need lots of stimulation in order to do one thing. Otherwise I'm not Maybe having a person with her is why she's able to get off because there's something else to distract she, yeah, from that her you mind. you can think about and you can see and there's all of that other stuff. But mm-hmm. if it's literally you laying in bed and it's quiet and it's just you in your hands and you're kind of watching porn, that I would have a very hard time yeah. coming with that even as somebody who regularly comes. So I think like if you have a bathtub and you can position yourself there, mm-hmm. I would also say the thing about like, I don't know what you're using, but also if you're getting... If you're getting, I don't want to say afraid, but you're stopping yourself before you get there, you might be doing, having, it's too much like actual, like physical Mm. pressure that you're feeling like it is like out of control in a way. Mm -hmm. There are many different kinds of orgasms of like building up to it. And if you can find, and I think a toy would be a really great way to get there and build that way because if it is too much like physical pressure and it's too intense too fast because you're saying you get there pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and then you don't yeah if you've like fucking pounding on that clip but i'm like oh i don't want to ah i'm like this is like it's it can be like it's an overwhelming sensation and it's a it's like a visceral natural reaction to be like oh your body your body is is tensing up yeah yeah because it's like oh no well what like if it's too much too fast you need to build yourself into it i mean maybe use this as an opportunity to start messing around with edge yeah, you know, it sounds what, yeah. like that's kind of what you're naturally doing, yeah. but you're you're not being able to kind of enjoy it mm-hmm. because your your body is reacting in an anxious kind of way of like there's something happening too fast and I'm freaking out and there's already control issues, so it's all just adding to each other. But I think like 
if you get to listen, we've all done that where you get to a place and you're like, I'm so close. I'm so close. And then the battery dies on the oh my toy God. and you're like scrambling in your drawer. Like, does anything have charge in it? Oh right. my God. I, that was me you last know. week. And I was so pissed. <laughs> it's was, the worst. You fucking kidding me. It's the absolute worst. But like, you know, and, and then there's that disappointment of like, Oh, I'm not gonna be able to get back there yeah. again. I would just take a minute, take a break, get some lube, go back to work and just enjoy the process a little bit more. Yeah. Don't feel like, you know, it, see how far you can get each time you can get a little bit further if you spend the whole day i mean take all day by all means I, yeah. and you're mm -hmm. just getting close enough and you're feeling it but then you're backing off just pay attention to your body throughout it don't don't add so much extra pressure to yourself if i'm not being able to do it myself you know listen you started touching yourself and having sex young i did too i was touching myself mm -hmm. i mean listen i'm scorpio i was touching myself like 10 years old <laughs> i still have a very clear memory of like the first time I touched my clit, I was, we had like, I, in my room, I had these like mirror sliding doors. And I remember just like looking at myself. I had no one in my family in the Midwest to tell me anything about anything. Yeah. So they would just buy me these books with like diagrams oh, and I would yeah. figure it out. And I remember touching my clit and peeing myself instantly. Like the <laughs> feeling of just like, I yeah. didn't expect it. It was so... Like yeah. what is happening? And then obviously learning and figuring that out with that process. But again, I would, I would say that look back and see the question is if they did she say she's ever been able she to has. get it by herself? She has. No, she's not, no, not, not by, by herself. herself. Not with by herself. Partners. So even when you were young, you were touching yourself but not able to get off. Yeah. Interesting. Well I think and I think that the the thing I'm hounding on now is or from is that mm -hmm. you you can start getting there really quickly, mm -hmm. but it's just not finishing there. So I don't think what so how you've been doing that I don't think you should get there really quickly because I think no. that's not working so no, I no, think no. like it panics you yeah watch porn don't don't even touch yourself say like play a game with yourself I'm gonna watch like 40 minutes and yeah. I'm not gonna touch myself Oh yeah wait till you're so turned on that yeah. you like have to touch yourself don't just start off touching yourself right yeah. away and like build yourself in the process no really quickly. like get yourself super turned on and mm -hmm. yeah play that game with yourself of being like I'm not gonna do I'm not and then you keep watching you find something else that's super sexy mm -hmm. and you're like getting like really aroused and turned on before you even start touching yourself and mm -hmm. stimulating because mm -hmm. I think that's what you need to get there first because I think your mindset isn't in the mindset of sexy so then when the physical sex like it's physically mm -hmm. like oh you're gonna come your mind's not there so you're like yeah. what are you doing Stop. you're just looking for a release and yeah. so I think that it, there's more into the process that's happening and you again you might start unraveling things that are unprocessed or undealt with or just that um, are coming up during sex that luckily like with a partner you're distracted and it goes there quickly mm -hmm. and so it, it happens. But with yourself, it's just hard to quiet it. Um, and so I, again, compassion, take time, figure out edging. Um, um, and I understand the, the pressure though of feeling like if I don't have a partner, how am I ever going to get off yeah. if I don't know how to do it myself? And I don't think it's a matter of not knowing how to do it yourself. You know how to do it. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of releasing and letting go enough to let it just finish out without you, yeah. you know, controlling every part yeah. of it. And you probably control a lot of things in your life too. So this is probably like a bigger mm -hmm. issue that's happening and it's just finding itself right now. Your focus is on getting yourself off by yeah. yourself. And feel sexy when you masturbate. I think that's something that like you, we can do it as like, a, I don't want to say a chore, mm -hmm. but like I need to fall asleep. Let me go do this. But there's also something when you're having sex with a partner and you're really enjoying it, hopefully, and most likely you're feeling really sexy and you're mm. feeling really turned on and if it's just you 
don't you don't need to feel silly of being like oh my god like like touch yourself yeah. like make like, vocalize literally, like, like do you live by yourself just like, like everyone's yeah. out the roommates are out for the day just mm-hmm. like be loud about it like like, enjoy, like have a performance exactly. of like it. you are sexy it's not yeah. like oh i'm just gonna i'm masturbating and i'm gonna come it's like no i'm fucking hot like i'm so hot like i like you i think you need to feel that sexiness and i think that's yeah. also gonna get you in that mindset Dude, more talk too. yourself through it as it's coming yeah. up like cheer yourself on okay mm-hmm. and talk to yourself the way that you would want a partner to talk to you Mm -hmm. as you're getting close yeah that's my suggestion but i'm excited for you because it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and and i would like an update yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be a really good time we're excited for you um best of luck on your endeavors i hope you take an entire day this weekend to please take a whole weekend and you know her boyfriend will be for sure oh my god yeah i'll go play putt-putt with my friends you have fun (laughs) you know if you want you want want a snack you good (laughs) water break yeah i love it electrolytes true (laughs) Um, I am calling because I need some advice on what to do in my relationship. Um, my fiance and I have been together for over two years now, and we are recently engaged. However, a couple of weeks ago, I received an anonymous email from someone, not sure who, um, as it didn't have a name, but in it were screenshots of my fiance on a fetish website, um, where I later discovered that he had talked to several girls, um, all of which were naked and, um, you know, into, I guess, crazy stuff. I didn't see any fetishes specifically. Um, But that on top of later finding out that he had a secret Snapchat where he talked to ex-girlfriends, random girls, and then I also found out that he was exchanging new pictures of girls um, with another guy. So he would send new pictures of girls he had. The other guy would send pictures he wanted to see. And I also found out that he actually sent some of me, um, which was really upsetting. So I guess I'm just trying to get some advice on how to move forward. Um, I love him and want to try and work through this, but I have always in the past just left when I've been cheated on and haven't put up with this kind of behavior um, because loyalty and faithfulness is something that's really important to me. Um, But, you know, he swears he's not going to do it again um, and that he's, you know, he's given up pretty much any freedoms and says, you know, I can do whatever to make myself feel comfortable, but it's just hard to look past this and look at him the same. Um, So I guess I just need some advice on what to do about that and how to work through this. Um, I have a hard time because a lot of the girls were, you know, his exes or people he works with. So it's like I have a hard time trusting him to even leave the house, um, which is really frustrating and uh, gives me a lot of anxiety. So I just don't know how to move forward. Um, Any advice you guys could give me would be great. Um, We have gone to counseling before because, long story short, um, his family is very toxic and has has been hard to deal with um, throughout our relationship, so we've gone to therapy for that. And while I like therapy, I don't think that it can really help me in this situation um, simply because I don't think talking about it – will get me through this. I really just don't know how to trust after this. But like I said, I want to try and make this relationship work. So can someone change? Um, Is this something we can look past? I'm sorry. I just wow. don't think going this to is... therapy and talking about it will help. But you call but into a co- podcast. There where we, all we do is preach therapy. But also more than that, 
I don't trust him. I don't know how to trust him, but I don't want to talk about it. The reason why you feel like talking about it and therapy won't work is because therapy and talking about it hasn't given you the answer you desperately want. Mm. Yeah. And that is not the point of it. You're going to hear the things that you don't want to hear and see the things you don't want to see. What it sounds like is you've been in a lot of relationships. You've been cheated on a lot. You got into this one, seemed good enough. You could deal with a toxic family and some camp, some family counseling two years in and get engaged. And now all of a sudden we're finding this entire secret life. Listen, there's nothing wrong with fetish. There's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. But there is something wrong with a partner hiding stuff from you. This email did not come from him letting you know. This email came from someone anonymous that yeah. felt morally obligated in some kind of way to let you know what was going on. He's not only, and it's not even just, he's on fetish websites um, talking to people, which some people that would be a violation and cheating for some. It's not that he's meeting up and doing all these other things. He's sending photos of women without their consent to other men, including photos of you. And I think you said people that he works with. Yeah. And so this is a person who I'm not shocked that he comes from a toxic family (sighs) because this shit has been passed down. And I'm sure I bet his dad did this to his mom. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I see it all so clearly. Um, This is someone who is not being honest with you, who's not being upfront about the things that they're interested in, who is violating your, not just your trust, but actually violating you in general by sending photos. all of these other women. And all of these other women that you don't know, that don't know, I'm sure that their photos are being sent around. And he has no real explanation for it. He's kind of just like, well, you know, we'll go to counseling and I'll I'll stop doing it for now. Let me tell you what, as someone who come, I don't even speak to my father because he does this kind of shit that will, it will not change. People can change, but people have to want to change. And if someone's not stepping up saying, I have a problem, I've been doing this thing. I want to come to you and I want to start our life anew and fresh and give you the opportunity to feel the way you feel. And if that's not, if you don't want to be with me, I understand that because I violated you Mm -hmm. and what I've done. That's not someone to build a life with. This idea of I'm just going to, I'm going to steamroll through. I'm just going to like, we'll just fix it. We'll hold on to it. You are holding on to absolutely nothing. You are holding on to a vision of what you wish you had and what you thought you had by just getting to the point where you got asked to be married. Yeah. And Again, anything that's happening in your relationship before you get married is going to exponentially <sighs> grow once you're past that. And then your lives are connected financially, spiritually, mm-hmm. otherwise. And you're, I mean, it's just, it's such a mess that you're looking to get into because of what's going on with you. That's not everything that he's doing completely fucked up, but we have to focus on you. Yeah. And why do you feel that you deserve to be with someone who's not going to be honest with you, with themselves, and is going to put the, is going to jeopardize the lives of other people, you know? And that's only what you know. Yeah. It's only what you've seen. Please do not spend the rest of your life checking someone's social media and their phones and their emails and wondering what they're doing when they're not home. They're not coming home on time. It, it is a stress that you do not need. There are too yeah. many people in this world that you will have a great time with who will love you in the way you want to be loved and who at the bare minimum will be honest with you about what they're into and what they want to do with just you. Mm-hmm. So I would take this as a huge red fucking flag <laughs> and run. Mm-hmm. And before I went... If I were so inclined, I'd make, I'd watch him. I'd make him delete every fucking photo he has of me, of everyone. I want to see computers, hard drives, phones, all of that. Dropbox, the cloud, everything. And I want him to know that if any of these photos get out, I will be going to the police if I'm not already going to talk to the authorities because everything that he's doing in fucking correct. Yeah. I think that I think 
I, I literally have goosebumps from that. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I blacked out. I, I I saw it in your eyes at one point and I was like, I just, I'm she's ta- got this. I'm telling you, I'm, I am in a family right now that has been broken apart, apart by a man who is, I mean, this is times a million this, I mean, yeah. physical evidence of doing things, but, um, it's just, it, the main contributing thing is that if someone does not want to change and is not doing it of their own accord, being pressured or, or pushed into having to confess something, but only what's been put out there, you are going to spend the rest of your life, not trusting them. You're already bringing baggage in from your other relationships, right? Because you've been cheated on a bunch. And now you're in the ultimate cheating relationship right before you're about to marry them. Take this as a gift. This is a gift that you've been given that you now know who this person is and you do not have to stay with them. And this is, this is always who he's been. And I think this boils down to, and I don't want to say this like lightly because I don't, I don't, I don't want, I think, I truly think this is what you're feeling. If you don't, you realize it. Hmm. I think you're really embarrassed. And I think that that sounds like a frivolous feeling, Yeah, but that's earth shattering. I think you're probably fucking mortified that this person who you loved and like you said you thought this was the new leaf you thought this was everything you Mm -hmm. had the white picket fence in your head and he turned out to be like all of that and i think you're embarrassed that you fell for that guy again Mm -hmm. you'd you'd rather go into the marriage just being like well i'll fix it we'll fix it behind closed doors than feel the the judgment of Mm -hmm. wow why did you know why did he have to go why did he do this and why listen it's gonna be more embarrassing in the long run and ultimately i would rather you be a little embarrassed now than tether your life to someone who does not care Mm -hmm. about you well let's talk about more embarrassing when his coworkers find out and press legal charges and you're a wife. Do not marry this person I, like, because your shit is connected to him and he's going to jail at some like point. This, this is the thing. Like if it's two years in, this is the stuff that you know. There's 10, there's 10 times as much as you know. And mm-hmm. two years in, like, here's what I'll, uh, this is the other thing. I, Mats and I go to couples therapy every week. I love it. It's the greatest thing ever. And you don't stop going to therapy. So the yeah. idea of, oh, the toxic family, but then we stopped we no, you don't you you don't stop. No. And I'm going to be honest, I'm assuming he was like, let's stop because this is not helping us because I'm let's sure just do what it. Happens, let's just do it with ourselves, babe, because I'm sure what happened is it brought up a lot of stuff and you guys were fighting and you were. And I'll be honest. Oh, my God. The first couple months, months and I went to therapy. I was like, I hate I mean, I loved our therapist, but I was like, I fucking hate this. I'm crying for hours. And all this is doing is making me feel worse. And then it was like, oh. Yeah. It has to get worse before it gets better. We're we're yes. unpacking all of this stuff and it's triggering to unpack. And I think that's what happens mm-hmm. is that that's what you guys were doing. And he was like, no, this isn't working. Let's be done and sweeping it under the rug. Mm-hmm. And this is just like this. This is not even just hi. I don't l- care about you. And I'm a misogynistic dick. It's like I'm a misogynistic dick to the point of I'm going to commit crimes and potentially mm-hmm. go to jail. And do you want to be the wife of the guy who's been sending naked photos? Like, do you? That is the like that's if anything is the most embarrassing thing. And also not to come at you, but like as a woman, how are you okay with marrying a man who's been so disrespectful? If you don't care about yourself, that's one thing. But so disrespectful to all of these other women that don't know that these are being distributed. How I would not be able to sleep at night knowing the fact that there are naked pictures being sent around of women without their consent and being like, holy fucking shit. Like Mm. how I'm not looking out for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's probably, I, you know, what I'm gathering from this, I bet whether they admit it or not, there's an element of fear in the sense of if I leave him, 
will he release my photos? Right. Because he has photos of you. We don't know. I'm listen, I'm going to guess that this man is, um, Ooh, I got a lot of thoughts about him, but, um, that he's he a is, mullet in my head. You know, you fight with him to a point or you argue with him to a point and it gets vindictive. And he's not obviously not someone that can be trusted with private information, much less his place in the world. So what I would say is 2020, there are laws in place now for revenge porn and things popping up. And this is not the road you want to go down. This is, a, again, I'll say it again. This is a gift. Mm-hmm. I know it feels embarrassing. I know it's hard to call off a wedding to admit that there's this whole other life you found that your partner has, but you don't, don't, please don't commit the next, four, commit the next 40, 50 years of your life to someone that can't even be honest with you for two. Yeah. You know, it's just the math doesn't add up. And what it really comes down to is how you feel about yourself and how you feel about yourself in relation to the relationships that you've had, because you just are hoping that this will figure itself out. Maybe we, but you've, the the things that you're saying about therapy won't work and like talking won't work, like you sound abused. That that's the part that I'm like, do you hear yourself of being like, no therapy's not not, like, what do you think we're going to say? You're calling into a podcast. Like, what do you think we're going to tell you that there's a magic wand? We're like, okay, so if you go to this babbling brook and you drink this elixir, your mind will be cleared. Like literally, what do you, do you think that there's like a secret code out there? And also I don't think you do think that. I think he's put this idea in your head and being like, come on, let's move on. Let's move on. And you're like, if Mm. he keeps saying move on, why can't I move on? What's wrong with me? What is it that thing I need to do? And he's like, well, therapy doesn't help your therapy doesn't help. What can I do to move on? There's a thing I need to do to move on. I need to ask somebody because it's a thing because he's talking about it. I'm not doing it. How can I do it? I don't know if this man is um, the example of what therapy does or doesn't do. Like, Truly. I don't think if I'm taking, I don't think I'm taking his advice on what we should be doing as a couple or as a household Yeah, because he can't as a person stand up and be uh, um, the man that he should be for you, honestly. And also, how do you feel about the fact that he's sending these to his friends? Like, these are also people, you know, do you trust these guys? Do you like these? Like what they can be sending them to other people too. That's they what I mean. Can. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just regardless of the the specifics of what's happened, it's a huge violation of your trust and of your person. And I think regardless of how you, you feel your emotions and you're tied up with this person, but you have to, your higher self has to want more for where you are right now. And you have to look ahead and say, do I want to be, I'm not even married to this man yet. Do I want to be running behind him, making sure he's not doing what he might be doing because he did it once? Yeah. Do I want to be consistently checking on someone? Do I want to be afraid that when someone walks in the house for a party that they've seen me naked without my consent? I'm gonna tell, I hope the answer is no. I hope yeah. I'm, I'm saying these things, you're hearing it and you're thinking, I don't want that life and I want better for myself. And even if you don't feel like you can do it right now, that you're not there, you need to mom yourself. You need to like parent yourself. You need to step in place for the person that is willing to walk down the aisle with someone who is violating them and, um, and trust that getting out of the situation once you have clarity And once you have some closure and once you start healing, you should be going to therapy on your own. Don't let this man tell you (laughs) what therapy does. Don't believe that talking about it's not going to help you. You're trying, you're crying out right now for help. And I hope that you hear exactly what we're saying in the way that we're saying it, because um, I think this is a journey you have to go on by yourself. 
And um, I want better for you and I don't even know you. So I think the best thing you're going to do for yourself is want more for you than you've accepted. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, would you give your little sister this advice? Like what, if this was your, this is your best friend, your little sister, if you can't look at yourself in that situation, put somebody else who you love and care about so much, yes. would you want them to go through all of this? And this is the, the you're never going to listen after this. He doesn't love you. Like yeah. you love him so much and you can't love someone enough for the both of you. That's true. And it is so incredibly painful and so incredibly hard, but people who love you don't do this. And I think you're kind of treating this as like, this isn't like, normal. He doesn't put the dishes away. That's like what that, I mean. It has like, like the same energy as that. And, or it, this is, and then that's the part I'm like, so you're so desensitized to this. I can't imagine the shit that you've been through. Yeah. And this is something that like, once you've been, if you've been in like bad relationship, bad relationship, bad relationship, I, I dated a string of drug dealers for a point. And then I finally was like, my pickers off. I need to take a break and reevaluate <laughs> all this. of this because why yeah. am I, why am I attracted to this? Cause I keep ending up in the same situation. And mm-hmm. I think you need to understand that you might love him so much, but no matter what he says and how much he says he loves you, his actions has pro- have proven clearly different that mm-hmm. he doesn't. And to be honest, he might not ever be. And I, to be I fair, I don't think he's ever, ca- he will never be capable of loving you. And yeah. it's something that like, if he wanted to change and fix it, therapy, and that's also pisses me off. You were in therapy for his, for his like toxic family, family stuff, but and not he for could have him. had the opportunity in like a neutral place to talk about that and bring that up with you, oh. or even continue going and hopefully feel better enough to talk about it. Or even the second you found all of that stuff, make an appointment with the therapist and be like, "Yeah, you're, I feel so bad. We need to figure this out." And he's already gaslighting you, being like. If it'll make you, I'll do whatever. And you said like, he'll give, give up away his my freedom. freedom, which you know is a line that he fed her. You did not say, oh, I want you to take away your freedom. He said that. Yeah. And you're like, that's so nice. He's offering that. He, that's passive aggressive and gaslighting. And then he's like, whatever you need, whatever's going to make you feel better, whatever you need me to do. Well, here's the thing. You shouldn't be doing that. A, it's illegal in, ge- in general, but he's putting this on you as if this is your fault that you feel badly yeah. about this. I'm going to give up my freedom as a gift to you. First of all, I don't want to walk around the rest of my life Um constricting you to make sure that you don't do the things that you're going to do. I want to be able to trust you as a partner. I want to go, I want to know that when I leave town, I don't have to worry about you texting a bunch of people no, and he's not a telling puppy. me. He's like, I'm going to shit everywhere. Exactly. Unless you clean it up. Exactly. And so I think also there's this danger of like, and we're seeing a string of similar situations, right? With a bunch of cheating. And so we have a lot of women who are like, but is it true that people can change and they're hoping for it? They're trying to save someone. They're trying to like, he's good enough. If we can just fix these like rough parts, And the thing is, people absolutely change whether they want to or not. But are they going to change in the way that you need them to change to be a a good partner to you is a different question. And that requires a sense of um, accountability and proactiveness that this person has not shown you. So listen, they I mean, you know, famous quote of like, you know, believe people when they show you who they are. Yeah. But Believe people when the emails and the photos show you who they are. And Stop if he was messing gonna, around with it. If he was going to change, he already would have. And that's and if he wanted to, he would have. And, and if I he, bet he uses his family as an excuse to why he doesn't. Yeah. He cries about what his father did to his mother and he never wants to be like yeah. that. And then you have to comfort him for being a piece of mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Please don't get into this. No. It's, it's your, I guarantee you, you go into therapy, they're going to start breaking into what you're going through and what you've dealt with. And I bet you try to save people. Yeah. I bet you try to come in and I can handle it. I can deal with it. It's going to be fine. And you're comforting people that are hurting you. Mm-hmm. And that is not 
good. No, you're calling it love. And I think yeah. that's that's the issue. And if you grew up like if you grew up in a toxic environment Absolutely. and that was like, oh, this is what love is. Mm-hmm. This makes just sense. Just stick to it me. out. And that's what that but it's and it's and it's just not that. And I think, like you said, people can change, but you have nothing to do with it. I also just want you to stand in front of a mirror and say, <laughs> therapy doesn't help. Talking about it won't help. And realize how over and over. Over and over and over again. And then realize I promise you, you'll probably start crying. Yes. And realize how fucking dumb that sounds. Yeah. And then realize if talking about it won't help. What's supposed to help? No. And then nothing's supposed to help. I'm supposed to feel like this forever. Yeah, I just deal with it. This is not a normal part of relationships. No. This is not a normal part of marriages or partnership, which is the main thing there. And I promise you, it's not just, I'm looking, looking your family too. There's something in there that's told you that you have to accept, that you have to stay, that you have to deal with, that it's mm-hmm. your duty, that it's your job, that this is how it goes. And we are telling you that is not. No, it's not a prerequisite. Like it's not Mm-mm. a part of any other relationships. It's not like, well, I put these two years in. You're like, oh yeah, the next year you're not after have to deal with it. It's, like, it's not wasted time. No, please, please don't stay in things because you're like, well, I spent two years and we just got to push like, well, through. And if it's, if it's not this, it's going to be another thing. It's maybe it's that they're messy. <laughs> maybe, it maybe be. it's that they've got bad BO. Maybe it's, it but it's not that they're sending naked. Like this is That's such an extreme. Of the realm. You're never going to find someone. You're never going to accidentally stumble upon another person who's done all of these same things. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, this is he's unreal. Ne- epitome of a piece of shit and I love you but don't be dumb because if you stay with him that's it's so fucking dumb and your friends and everybody around you is probably screaming inside being like Mm -hmm. don't be a fucking dumb bitch don't bring kids into the world with this do not have this person do not have this guy be a father do not let any don't get intertwined with this because he's just not only gonna fuck up your life and if you've consenting him to fuck up your life do not consent for that for your kids because your kids like your future children did not ask for that Oh yeah, no. I mean, listen, it's that's a not fun situation to be in. That's that's awful, and mm-hmm. I understand that you're coming off the tail end of a bunch of trauma into this, and so you're just trying to make it you're make sense. You're living it. That's the part that's scary. But you have to see the chaos for what it is, and you have you are the only person that can get yourself out of this. Mm-hmm. And so, if writing into a podcast and saying these things to us and hearing the response isn't pushing you in that direction. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm scared for you because the reality is that someone that sits and says therapy doesn't work, talking doesn't work, is someone that eventually is going to stop talking to their friends, stop talking to their family, become isolated, become overrun, deal with everything on their own. And then you're going to wake up one day exhausted with a man who's cheating on you, who's doing horrible things, who's violating your trust. And you're going to have no space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Value yourself enough to get out of what doesn't serve you. I get love out. how this started with fetish websites. I'm like, ooh, what fetish? Yeah, we were like, into it. We were like, ooh, feet? Like, yeah. what, what's going on? How can we incorporate that into your sex life? And now it's like, oh, no, if I'm he like, disappears forever, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, uh, holy shit. Well, ooh, wow. Is it time for? Don't blame them. Okay. So this is where uh, other callers will call in with their own advice from previous episodes. If they have their own experience. Okay. So the last episode we recorded, it was a Karen and she was annoying. (laughs) This one. Is she a fucking Karen too? No, but I think you should share with Megan. Yeah. Give me me a rundown. This is. uh, Oh shit. Yeah. Break it down. This is from the episode. She's got her smug face on. So I know it's going to be good. This is from the episode that you and I did in February. Um, The original caller had. um, Oh shit. 
gotten pregnant by her stepbrother. Yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up. I, ma- I Didn't I make a joke in that episode of being like, many- no, I think I made it off, off camera where I was like, okay. no way anyone can call in relating to this one. Okay. Yeah. So this isn't the, this person hasn't been through the exact thing, but her friend has. Oh what? my God. Wow. Is everyone fucking their stepbrother? Yeah. Jesus. But to be, to, to give her credit in the original call. Before she started, she goes, get ready for some Alabama type shit. <laughs> oh, and self-aware. We, we love got it. ready, but it, it I wasn't ready wasn't. for that much. I was like, okay. Alabama. Okay. And then I was like, oh, you mean incest. Hey, guys. I'm calling, um, not with personal experience, but I do have a friend who went through this. And um, I talked to her about it. And she said, she, since it's anonymous, she'd be fine like, with me talking about it. But it's about... Um, your recent Eminem episode about the girl who's hooking up with her stepbrother. So my friend also, she actually lost her virginity to her stepbrother. But they, so they had become step siblings at around like seven, but they weren't living in the same house until they were both, um, well, she was 16 and he was 17, but they like went to high school and stuff. And that's when they like lived in the same house. But before they didn't even live in the same state or anything like that. Like he lived with his like bio mom and she lived with like the stepdad and like her bio mom, like that sort of thing. And so then when they started living together, when um, she was like 16, she was living in their garage, like garage turned room type thing. And they ended up like hooking up and ended up hooking up like a lot. And when she first told me, I was kind of like, oof, like that sounds like it sounds like to y'all's point, it's just a little bit weird. And it was, I think it was really confusing for her, especially going to high school and like growing up. And she didn't have really a lot of boy experience. Like before then, I didn't even think she'd, she had like her first kiss. I don't even think she'd had a boyfriend at that point when they started to like actively hook up. And, um, I told her, me and um, one of our other friends, we ended up telling her that maybe she should talk to, like, the guidance counselor at school about it, because, like I said, we were, we were in high school. And uh, so she ended up talking to her guidance counselor, and her guidance counselor ended up talking, telling her parents. And um, what her parents did was they moved him out of their house, and, like, he moved back to where he was from, like, before. And her parents started to get her counseling. And she realized the reason she was, like, acting out that way was because um, she was having other problems at home. And it was her kind of way of, um, like, she figured out it was her kind of way of, like, rebelling against her parents and, like, even just the divorce and everything happening in general. And that she realized she was still, like, really unhappy about that and so she thought the best way to do it was to do something kind of taboo that would come back and like hurt her family eventually so moral of the story is i guess go to therapy it's not like the end of the world but like megan melissa said there's probably a deep underlying issue as to why you're doing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah also i want to note the difference in parenting here because mm-hmm. those parents and that's what I that's what I, I mentioned in the first call yeah. that I was like, there's a trauma issue here mm-hmm. because the pa- parents kicked them both out, mm. both her also, and the brother. They were oh, sharing wow. a room. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that yep. I'm like, you protect your kids. Do not have them share. We don't know. We didn't know the they. We didn't know the ages of when they started sharing a room. But the response was to kick them both out. This is such a different parenting time, ta- <laughs> mm-hmm. like of yeah. being like, this is a 17 Dude. year old boy, a 16 year old girl. 
also guidance counselor, that's what they should do. They're mm-hmm. minors. And also to be fair, even if they're the same, even if they like, they don't know the age of it. This is a minor mm. who is now I'm being told is having se- like sex at home, which is Dude, that's, with a whole fam- new, that's a whole new level. Like mom and dad, you're mean to me. So I fucked my brother. Like that's just another level yeah. of vindictive, like with the intention of that. And it's also, but I think about that, like we, cause in the original call, we were talking about that age when you're like, you're a teenager oh, and you're, all, yes, you're, you're you don't it's it's kind i would like you've got like feet like cisgender feet like we've got female have the hormones and all of those puberty changes like 13 Mm -hmm. 12 13 but there's another like i think that's physical but also emotional of like Mm -hmm. end of high school sort of thing of being Mm -hmm. like everything is like this hyper sexualized media like i'm like starting to like these aren't just like me touching myself urges there's other people Mm -hmm. involved and like i've got all of this anger i can't communicate my feelings like all of that i'm like this makes i also think that like as a parent especially if i were like combining my family with another family and we have teenagers this is just something i would be i feel like you have to be aware of that you're gonna have children that are not blood related they're living under the same roof that have hormones and urges and they're vindictive about certain things and then you're putting them in a room together and it seems like no one's having a fucking conversation Mm -hmm. about like what we expect under this roof you want to fuck each other you fuck each other when you're 18 and you're living on your own like you know and and so i think that they're kind they're also kind of being set up to fail in like her friend scenario um but yeah, it, it obviously comes down to when you when you see the situation happening, being like, okay, well, we need to kind of separate you two and have you in therapy and figure out what's going on and where this is coming from. Ugh. That's what I man. did not think anyone was going to relate to that call. I think this is way I, more I, common. I, that's than what we I think. said because it's incredibly a whole common. Section of porn about this. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, the taboo yeah. of incest yeah. for sure. But like step sibling porn is like a yeah, thing. Oh, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Well, I know like they do it in Gossip Girl, but they're also they do that in so, so many shows. By the yeah. way, there's so many. That's listen, like full. Siblings. Even though, listen, I first saw the show Firefly back today. I saw a fan <gasps> video for it, Wait, and I saw I, River and Simon, and I thought they were fucking. And then I watched the first episode, and I'm like, oh my god, they're related. And then the entire show is just like, okay, I don't want to ship them because I can't. Um, but like, also, how can I write the fan fiction so that they're not actually blood related to make it okay? <laughs> So I used to watch that show. Listen, I think it's very, I think it's very common. I think it's, um, and then you get into a whole situation too when they're growing up together, and you're like, is this actually a consensual relationship or that's is there the, sexual see, that's abuse the part, happening here? Because I think when I think about it in the sense of like, I think if I think there, in order for that to happen, not always, but my automatic instinct is there's sexual abuse on both sides. I don't see yeah, either po- one potentially. Of, yeah. That's the part that I'm like, I don't see like a young boy mm-hmm. coming on to his young like his like step sibling Mm -hmm. who's in there like let's say like 13 14 Mm -hmm. i don't see either of that happening without both of them having had sexual abuse in the past yeah like it's possible because that's and and that's the part that i think the girl the callback her parents did a great job of Mm -hmm. being like let's get you into counseling let's Mm -hmm. figure all of this stuff out versus the original original caller where it was like you're both kicked out of the house yeah. you can't live here anymore just please don't be putting teenagers together no. in room just let them have their own space if it's possible even and just like, protect their privacy not their physical well-being protect ne- their comfortability like- honestly honestly and um it's such a it's such an interesting topic too because I, I, the, the base of it should just be there's no dating under this roof okay yeah. <laughs> it's not happening in the house all right whatever you do when you go off in the world you figure mm-hmm. it out but here now not you can't happening. date anyone that we share this carpool with yes fair that's no fair oh. but um wow what, you know, sometimes things give me perspective. I'm like, I there could be you problems also, that I have that I don't have. I thought she was crazy for thinking this happens a lot, but you also think this. I think it's way more common. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
I think it's very common yeah. because, well, first of all, I think in general of sexual abuse within families, that's incredibly oh, common. Yeah. And I think having you have people that are minors that don't really understand their relationships with their bodies. They don't really understand their relationship with their hormones, what they're feeling, what, mm -hmm. you know, they feel is right or wrong. Nothing's being kind of dictated to them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that they're exploring, they're exploring, they're trying to, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And I think that it's part parenting, it's part what can happen, but I just think it's way more, I think it's way more common, especially with like step sibling stuff when it's like in their head, they're thinking, oh, well, we're not blood related. So yeah. Um, and it's easy. Like it's right yeah. there. Yeah. That is, and you have, you never know how those kids are going to bond. You're and making me think become. of every single person I know in high school who had step siblings who were also teenagers now. That's what? a lot. That's a lot. And getting pregnant by, oh God, I know. it's a whole other man. Um, well, <laughs> that's it for our episode. Megan, plug your shit. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me Megan Tonjes on most things. I have a podcast that comes out every Wednesday with my friend Michelle Moore called No Lies Detected. And uh, listen, you type my name on iTunes, you're going to find podcasts, but you're also going to find music. You so, are so fantastic. And I've told you this. I think I told you the first time you were on that you were one of the first people I ever, so I think you must have been one of like the first three channels I ever subscribed to on YouTube. Oh my and God. And I never unsubscribed. You have the most beautiful voice. Thank you. And you, it's not, obviously your voice wouldn't change over like the yeah, time yeah. or whatever, but I don't think a lot of people continue doing just like filming my, like filming yourself singing in your bedroom kind of yeah. videos for like this long. Yeah. 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 And like, I took a little bit of a break, wild. but I'm easing myself back into it, you know? But you're it's, easing myself back into you're, it's you're so good. You guys Thank go, you. go listen. It's it's yeah, go go cry to my music. It's oh, I was oh, going yeah. through a lot of shit in my twenties. Prepare man. yourself. <laughs> it's it's some feelings. Some sad breakup music. Be in your feels. If you guys want to call into an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And if you're an international listener, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join our Facebook group, do it. Link below. Also link below to pre-order my book. It comes out May 5th. Sink in Mayo. Uh, and if you want to listen to this episode ad-free, search your premium. And then we also have the YouTube video version. And then iTunes, all of that fun stuff. Oh my God, all of this I, stuff that she's doing for you. so much stuff, really. And we have an Instagram where... I I spend a lot of time and effort making edits that like 14 year old girls usually make, but I'm enjoying it. I love it. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Come on. Bye. Don't blame me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, camera operator, Amanda Lechner and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.